Um, so I'm, I'm Dante DiMaria, and I'm here with Luke Frazier. I'm doing a project for the school I go to, Academy of the New Church. And essentially, we had to pick a social issue and describe why it was an issue to the public and then sort of find a way to resolve it and raise awareness. So I'm having a conversation with, with Luke Frazier. Yeah. Awesome. Really cool that you're doing this. So I, uh, as you mentioned, I'm Luke, and I am the executive director and co-founder here at Depression to Extinction. Um, before we really dive in there, Dante, uh, I would love to hear why you are so, uh, why you reached out, why you're so passionate about what we do. Yeah, so, I mean, depression and mental illness as a whole is sort of, it's a big thing. Like, it affects a lot of people's lives, I think, that, you know, you might not even realize. Uh, and I've definitely seen it affect loved ones of mine, and I've seen how suicide, depression, and all those things can factor into just changing a family or even a community as a whole. And, like, I've experienced depression with myself and, like I've said, loved ones. So it's just been, like, a problem that's close to my heart that I would love to see get more attention so people are more comfortable talking about it and in the end that there's just, you know, you might not not be depressed anymore, but just in a better state than you, than some people are currently. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just have a, a few questions, some, some stats to, to go through. I think one of them is why do you think that depression and mental illness is like such a big problem in the world at this point? You know, maybe if it wasn't as, as much of a problem earlier on or, or so on, why do you think it's a, such a big problem right now? You know, I think there's a, there's a few different levels and aspects of this uh, I do have, have a kind of a feeling and a belief belief that it um, it's actually always been really prevalent I just think that we live in such a con- sort of connected world nowadays that um, we see it more often yeah. and and I think it's 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 becoming less stigmatized so that now people are coming out and talking about it more um, but, you know, I think there's a lot of different factors in today's world. I mean, uh, you and I sort of briefly were talking about this before we got on, but um, different social pressures, I mean, in especially in the 12 to 17-year-old range, you know, you've got people going, kids going through puberty, and you're moving schools potentially, and you're dealing with, you know, higher and higher test scores, and this pressure to go to college and get into a good school and then potentially for some college students having to pay, you know, student debt and student loans. And, um, you know, that's just one avenue of it. But then you have, the, there's a comparison trap going on with the, the sort of immediacy of connecting with someone through social media. So, you know, Dante, I can see that, you know, you posted some fancy picture of you, uh, you know, at, at your favorite coffee shop. And I'm just sitting over here, you know, working some grunge job and you're over there living your best life. And, and that, that kind of comparison can really sort of defeat people. And it's sort of a silly example, but I think it happens a lot. So, yeah, definitely. you know, those are two small factors, but, but I think there's, there's sort of many factors. I just, there's a lot of trauma in our world today. There's a lot of pressure in our world today. And I think we're starting to feel that and see that. And, um, 
I, you know, I think the bigger problem is that I don't think there's enough emotional awareness and emotional control to kind of get a, a, a grasp on uh, how we feel. And so it's showing up in depression or anxiety or panic attacks or, um, you know, just a, a lack of connection with those around us. And the truth is, I think there's also an aspect of people just don't know how to uh, help. Like they don't know know how to, if someone's if someone is like visibly depressed or someone isn't responding um, you know one of your friends just isn't isn't around as much we, we don't necessarily have the tools nece- necessary to say just to simply say hey how's it going like I just yeah. want to check up on you so yeah a lot of, a lot of different uh, factors there yeah I think I definitely definitely agree with with most of those just with the, the social pressure as of now yeah. um then, like, as a whole and even in, like, a community or within a person, how do you think that we can sort of battle this this ongoing ongoing problem? Well, you know, I, the, the sort of, there, there are, first of all, I think, just think that there's a lot of options. There's a lot of opportunity to kind of battle this. Um, one of them is just simple awareness. So yeah. awareness that, hey, look, we are, we're all human. We all have emotions. Um, those emotions are triggered from something on any given day. And like, I need to know that Luke has them, Dante has them, everybody else has them, and that's okay. So yeah. there's some awareness that like, hey, we have feelings. And, and then, you know, also just there's tools out there. And I think we're, we, we as an organization are, are trying to um, – use tool tools like something we call the check-in which is a simple sort of emotional scale to go through in in connection with somebody um and, and it's a way to gauge where you're at emotionally um but but the, the key with it is is to have awareness of it but then not have to react to them so a lot of times if people are feeling stressed out or anger or pain or sadness um, that comes out into the world and in sort of retaliation to, to the pe- people around them, right? Yeah. Um, or it shows up in stress in my body or something like that. So, um, you know, I think it's actively being solved when people are open to sharing how they feel. And part of that is also creating um, people like you and I actively creating conversation around it or actively creating a safe space for somebody to share yeah. um, where they're at. Um, so, you know, I think, and, and of course, there's there's deeper, deeper levels where we could go into therapy or counseling or psychiatry. Um, and I think those are really, really powerful tools that people to a higher extent may need. But I think on the base level, we need to just have a peer-to-peer understanding that um, we can connect to each other uh, at an emotional level that, that is okay and it's healthy and um, we're not enabling anyone or ourselves but we're actually moving each other forward in a way uh, that you know sometimes it's just, it's just okay to not be okay Yeah, it's just not okay to stay, stay there and, and we need more people who are willing to speak out about it um, so yeah you know awareness and um, advocacy and just being able to share about share and create spaces for people to share. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. And um, 
in in this sort of talk here, I'm going to be mainly talking about depression because from my research and from what I've seen in other people, uh, 99% of mental illness has been sort of depression-based, and then the other 1% is schizophrenia and other other illnesses, and those are still still big, but I think the majority suffers from depression, and there's 41,000 suicides a year, which has yeah. been mainly mainly from depressing, like depressive disorder. And so that's why I'm going to be mainly talking about that. I'm not trying to just push away all the other, all the other issues. Um, and I have a few, a few people who have struggled with depression here, which I found in my research, which are some like celebrities, which people might've not known, but there's James Taylor, John Denver, Eric Clapton, Ellen DeGeneres, and like the list goes on. So I think it's just, you know, like those people are public about it. But I think even though that they're they're public about it, a lot of people might not have known that. And yeah. I think it's good, like you said, people talking about it more and creating safe environments to talk about it and sort of giving Yeah. You know, taking away the stigma that it's you have to keep it in and be be strong, quote unquote. Right. And I think that's just it is 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 not only that it's it's a you know obviously it's a problem that the kind of people are experiencing it but I think the bigger problem is that there's not a safe space safe space to talk about it so that stigma uh, I just read a, a little quote I think it was from Emma Stone the actress yeah and she was talking about you know she she's dealt with anxiety and depression from a young age and, and one of the things that she noted was that she may not like talking about it and yeah. like opening up about it but she knows that it's actually very healing for her. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the kind of core premise that, especially with DD, that we're talking about is that in the process of sharing some of our really darker times, it allows us to realize one that we're not alone, that two that our story really does matter, and three that we can come out and we can heal and we can um, live in a world that that uh, is very prosperous for us. Yeah. Um. I think uh, earlier you said something sort of about the the social pressure contributing to this um, with depression, and I think like do you think that there's any ways that you know raising a child in a in a household or even ways that that schooling goes on? Because I mean, you're at children are at school for you know all day basically, so that's where a lot of their their growing up can happen. And I'm just curious if you have any ideas about you know like raising a child or even just in school, a school setting, like how you could sort of help push someone in the, in the right direction or, or realize the signs of that somebody's struggling and how to get them the right help. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, that's kind of close to our hearts and close to where we work because our main, uh, focus as an organization is with teens and young adults. And, um, it's obviously a very, uh, transformative kind of age it's where we start to really figure out who we are and what we enjoy and what we want to pursue in our lives we realize that we're you know we don't just have to follow our parents along you know and i what i think is really important is especially for for teachers um, for parents um and then for any students out there listening um is to just understand that like we don't need to be um kind of uh, medically trained to be able to do this, to yeah. be able to simply connect with somebody um, at a core human level. Mm-hmm. So the the kind of program that we 
take people through it is is a very simple understanding of kind of ten basic emotions and and what we want to what we're trying to kind of invite people into is a space that like uh, and I heard someone some article talk about like uh, basically be, being a med- mental health first responder yeah and it's kind of this idea that like uh, as a student as a teacher as a faculty member as a parent we can be sort of the first responders to somebody's uh, you know emotional well-being and so you know we look for signs um, like people who um, are kind of create you know create distance from them, from their friends right who are struggling in their their, their classes sort of just un um, and not just people struggling in general but someone who just kind of goes from like really good grades to all of a sudden they don't have good grades like yeah. in a nanosecond um, someone who who is is constantly talking about um, in, in many ways um, you know not wanting to be here right yeah. um, so the you know there and there are sort of many different ways in, in the, that those realms to kind of just be able to notice someone's going through something but then on, on this just the awareness side and sort of the prevention side of things and I think that's really important is the prevention side is going through things like an emotional check-in on a daily basis to, to just get in the habit of working through my day or, or for a kid or for an adult to work through their day processing their emotions as they go yeah. You know, um, so you may be super stressed out about that your final coming up, um, and you know you're having hard times with like your girlfriend and your sports team is going to the you know the the championships, and so it's all these stressful things leading up to uh, to the culmination at the end of the year, for instance. And so, just even in that, being able to be emotionally aware during that time, so. You know, whether you have a mentor or a good friend and you can just go through on a daily basis and say, you know what, I'm feeling some anger right here and I'm feeling pain here. You know what, there is some joy in my life. There's some gratitude. There's some shame. Um, but but to know that, like, you can kind of unload that stuff in a safe space, I think is, is in that prevention is very important um, for someone who, for I mean, really for anybody, but especially in that scenario where you're kind of in this high tension yeah. time or season of your life. So I would say, uh, just overall, uh, having some tool, whether it's the you know DD's checking tool or something else, but some tool to be able to create a safe space for others to uh, kind of just be able to to, to feel openly and share that in a way that that isn't frowned upon yeah it's not judged you know yeah i definitely definitely agree with that um yeah, you talked about a few of sort of like the warning signs in a sense you know when you see somebody's doing doing great or they're, they're acting the one way and then it's just sort of suddenly changes um i think i have a a few on here yeah i guess just sort of I think people need to look out for those signs and actually act on them instead of sort of pretending that it's like it is it is the other person's business but there there gets to a point where you need to to step in and really ask how somebody's yeah. doing and you know yeah. or or find them other other people to talk to if it's getting getting really right. bad but I think people need to 
need to be aware of that and sort of just look out for each other because, I mean, I think you guys sort of mentioned this on, on D2E, but we're, we're all just humans and we're all just sort of have to be here for each other. You know, we're all just humans and we're all, all going to have moments where we feel some type of way uh, and, and feel, you know, like we're going through a really hard time. I think we, we can't kind of, we can't eradicate that, but we can certainly eradicate the stigmas around that by yeah. talking about it. And, you know, it, I think if anyone's listening or just you and me here, Dante, like if we want to actually make a change, I think the one thing that we can do as individuals is when someone else asks us, asks us if we're okay or, you know, it's a very common thing for people to ask, hey, how you doing? When they, when they really just mean hi is to actually just, you know, be honest with them and say, you know what, I'm actually having a really hard day. Yeah. And you, I think we'll be surprised by when we get honest and authentic and vulnerable, um, some people don't know how to handle it, but some people um, really actually appreciate the honesty. You know? Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like, depression isn't something that is contagious. No. It's not. And I think there's a stigma around that in, in and of itself, but I, uh, and at the same time, it's, it's really powerful to uh, just be able to reach out with, to somebody. I think, but just as you're saying, like that's that's the real, uh, real piece that's going to end kind of the stigma around it. Yeah. Um, then, like along along with that, so there's a lot of you know talking to to one another and, and peers and loved ones, but I think like it gets to a point where you need to maybe seek professional help, and like that type of thing is like. I think my question is, how do you? How do you know when that's the time to either, you know, seek it for yourself or for a loved one that you you can tell is is struggling? Because, like from what I've found and what I've seen, it's they say that eighty percent of people who have received like help with this type of issue have shown improvement out of however yeah. many people have have seeked help. And like I've definitely seen that in people that I've seen get professional help and or put on medication. And I've heard you know great things about that. And I'm just sort of curious what you think for like when is that the right the right time and then also how do you go about doing that for yourself or loved one whether it's through links that you know d2e has or just other other sources like anything like that yeah so it's a good question and and i think it's kind of tough and and it's somewhat going to be different for uh different individuals and you know some people have just a harder time with medication, with going and seeing, you know, professional doctors or things like that. Um, and, I, and I think it's in some ways just, just it, it's, it's good to start to assess kind of just who you are in, in that realm. Um, now, so I, I don't really, I, I, I don't personally, and I don't think I really have the authority to say it, but I don't think... I have a really good grasp on when exactly there is a right or wrong time. To yeah, I don't think that there's like take a... that step step further. Um, again, for certain people, it's going to look look different. Now, I, I, I will say that um, if someone again, I, and I think there's just sort of seasons of life, and I've had I've had you know really great friends who have gone through seasons of life before they're just constantly seeing a therapist and mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't make it neither bad nor good. Yeah. They're just, that's, it's, it's, it's helping them. Yeah. Um, 
and, and so how, how might one, you know, go about doing that? Well, um, yeah, I mean, right on our website, we have a sort of a resources link that, that, that links off to different types of support. So if, if someone is, um, you know, for instance, if it, if it went all the way and someone's feeling suicidal, of course, there's a suicide hotline. There's now a text hotline as well that works really well for some people. Um, there's other sources out there like betterhelp.com, which is kind of like a virtual therapist. Um, um, there's a couple other, you know, links and, and assessments like that. But if, if you're, if, if you, I would say if you know somebody in that kind of space and, you know, you've gone through the sort of the proper steps of like, you know, asking them if they're okay, asking if they need any help, asking if they want to do a check in. I just, if you're kind of staying up with somebody and it goes on for long enough that um, they're potentially at risk of harming themselves or har- harming someone else, um, it may be time to, you know, start to bring in some, some medical help. And um, I don't know if at this time I'm, I'm quite uh, qualified to talk about sort of the process of what that looks like. I think that's more in line with therapists and counselors and, and yeah. psychiatrists. But um, it's something that we, you know, we sort of have that red flag system at TDE where um, we're, we're simply talking about, you know, just emotional awareness here. Um, and we, we, we want to be aware that, if, again, if someone is at risk of harming themselves or others, that's a red flag. If someone is consistently um, talking about a, a perspective that um, isn't helping themselves, but it's, but it's, you know, it's consistent. It's like daily for, a, you know, two weeks or more. Yeah. That's where I, I'd want to reach back out and talk to that person about seeing, seeing someone, um, you know, somebody else. And, and you, and you also kind of have to get into spaces and an understanding of we're not trying to force this on anybody. Yeah. If, if they do need that next level of, you know, seeing a therapist or, you know, finding proper medication. Um, but we're also kind of in the business of like holistic health and utilizing consistent means like exercise. I think you had talked about at one point, um, and human connection. So sharing on a consistent basis or journaling and and having some sort of mindful practice that can get you, uh, um, back into, you know, who you really are. So a meditation or a breathing or. Um, again, checking can have some form of mindfulness. So there's different ways and different um, avenues to go about it. But I, yeah, I would just, you know, the red flags are probably like the core way of identification. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that's sort of what I what I have as of now. Just sort of trying to talk about depression and mental illness and just sort of get it out there and sort of have you give some ways that you know, either warning signs you said, or just reaching out to people and how people who, who even don't struggle or do struggle can sort of help, help the word get out and just sort of make it a less uncomfortable subject to talk about. And I think that that, that what we talked about today and sort of what you said, like really, really helps sort of get that out there. Cause I think, you know, anyone who, who might listen to this might take to heart a couple of things that were said. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, 
it's a it can be a very tough subject for many people and this is we're just trying to create that space for people that it's really just it's okay it's normal it's 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 not bad to, to feel pain or to feel sadness or to feel hurt you know uh anger or fear so it, it, you know we want to try to normalize it um but it'd be good it'd be good to dante just to to hear you know what what do you want people because you're you're just kind of studying this social issue and, and diving into it what might what might what might you want people to know who may not know um, uh, about mental health um, do you mean like people who maybe haven't like experienced it in in a yeah, certain way, or just, yeah, someone who may have not experienced it or don't, don't doesn't understand? Like, what do you want them to know? Um, I think just like if you, if you see someone that's struggling and you can you can be that person that's there for them, I think that you really like if you have the emotional capacity to do that. I think it's a really good thing to do. Like, I just know like it makes me feel good to. You know, just if somebody needs needs to talk, and I'm that one there talking with them because everybody everybody needs that. So I think just for for other people who are maybe helping others, friends, like loved ones, or anyone, just sort of be patient. And they, you know, the per, the people talk talking to you might not be looking for a solution, let's say, but I think just having that safe space, like you were mentioning earlier, is just a really good thing. So if you're able to create that for other people then I think that that's just a like a fantastic thing to do if somebody's able to create that for another person because it, it can be hard to find sometimes yeah that's good yeah I like that and the, the, you bring up a really great point of as if you're if you're supporting someone else you just have patience um, not everyone's looking for a solution yeah. but they're really just looking to kind of let go of some, some things that they're holding on to yeah. that's a really good point and I think really just, you know, along with the safe space, just making it a, a judge-free zone, like, you know, you're not there to have your opinions, and, I mean, like, you can have your opinions, but, you know, I don't think you should be judging whoever you're talking to, you just have to, you know, like, you're allowed to feel what you feel, like, they're your emotions, um, and you shouldn't be judged for, for any of them, I think. So I think just, that's along with creating that, that safe space, I think that's really important. It's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Anything else uh, you want to say? <sighs> um. Yeah. I mean, I. I guess all I, I finish up with here is is that uh, just appreciate what you are doing and. Um, I, again, I think this is sort of the catalyst for the kind of catalyst we need for, for change is, is to um, create more spaces like this that we can just keep talking about it and keep, um, of course, you know, our program goes into schools and we work with, with youth and uh, do this on a, on a daily basis, but it's, it's, that's just the first step. It's, you know, us as individuals then going out and kind of taking our stand. Yeah. And sometimes it looks like just being the friend, the patient friend that, that you're talking about and reaching out to someone. Sometimes it's when I'm actually going through a hard time, which I have many times in the past few weeks, I reach out to somebody and I 
and, and they and people that I have I kind of have like my trusted people and I reach out to them they know me and they know that, that a lot of times I just need a space to just do a check yeah exactly like let, let go of that those those emotions and again it's kind of just coming into your uh, your true present moment like like a lot of times what's happening is that our, our emotions in any given moment are all kind of jumbled together and sometimes for me it feels like a very clouded painful feeling in my head and my chest exactly what something like checking in really does is it it sort of like puts all of these emotions and takes them out of the cloud and puts them into kind of categories yeah and i can sit there and look at them assess them and say oh i can kind of look at myself in the third party view and just say ah that's that's how lucas feeling right now that's okay i don't have to go act out on it now um, yeah. Or maybe I, that's that's time for me to say, hey, I'm feeling really dark, and, and I and I can see that I'm feeling really dark and deep. And to our point earlier, maybe now it's time for me to go see a therapist or a yeah. counselor or something like that. So um, I would just say, yeah, man, like let's just keep doing this. Let's keep doing this. If you're listening, go have a conversation about it with somebody. Go talk to somebody about how you how you're feeling. Um, go go allow somebody the space to do the same. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And that's awesome. So yeah, thanks for, for talking today about this. I think that I think the whole conversation went, went really well. Yeah, man. Thanks for doing it. I really appreciate you doing it. I hope, I hope that you continue to, uh, pursue things like this that, that you believe in. Yeah, definitely.